Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. The very Reverend Thomas A. Sparacino, Father Tom, has been a priest of Jesus Christ for the Diocese of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, since June 6th of 1998. Father Tom has served as parochial victor, pastor, high school chaplain, co-vocation director, and currently he is a rector of St. Paul Seminary and the director of preordination formation for the diocese. If he could pinpoint a charism of the priesthood that he lives, Father Tom would say, joy at the foot of the cross. There with Mother Mary, or Ma, as he calls her, is experienced the fullness of joy and faith, hope and mercy, and the ultimate love and grace that abounds in Jesus Christ. He lives to answer the call of Jesus to feed my sheep. He's been the spiritual advisor of the Magnificat Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania chapter since July 2010. If you recall yesterday's presentation by the CST, and we brought up the brands, and we talked about how important it was to brand, and we also talked about, if you remember, that a brand needs to be so indicative that when you see it, you know in, within three seconds what it represents. One, two, Father Tom Sapparacino, less than yes. three seconds. You are the brand name for joy, Father. Let's welcome Father Tom. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I just found, you know, in baseball, they have walk-up music. I just found my swagger music. I can't wait. The seminary on Monday will never be the same. Those poor guys, huh? <laughs> so um, just a, a couple things. You know, um, how many of you are from the South? I know we've gone South. And y'all, right? But up here, let me teach you a little Pittsburgh ease. Up here, it's yins, all right? Yins, come on down and that. Means come on down and that, all right? Or if you want a sandwich, you say sandwich, right? You know, so, you know, you got to learn this Pittsburgh ease if you're going to be in Pittsburgh for a few days. So, yins look beautiful, I, um, you know, at all the Magnificat breakfasts, when, when I speak and I, I greet the ladies, I always come up with a flower like, you beautiful begonias, and, you know, or you Christ-centered chrysanthemums, right, you know, or um, uh, sometimes wilted petunias, right, you know, um, but I know that there's guys and brother priests and there's husbands and, you know, every roses, all the roses of Mary need thorns, right, you know. But if you don't like this talk, let me, I, I brought a little something to share with you. Okay. Wait, hold on. It, I'm working with one arm. I had an operation. Be nice. Here's some Reese cups. All right. So if you don't like to talk, there's an almond joy. <laughs> right? Because you could say that I'm sweet. At least you got something that's sweet. All right. I can't throw with my left hand. That went over about as well as I can throw an elephant. Right? All right, let's just, we pray, let's just ask the Holy Spirit to come upon us, and and let's see, you know, when Donna called and said, follow the joy, I'm like, really? Follow the joy? And as I've been thinking about it, like, how do you explain joy? Like, how do you explain joy? You know, one of my brother priests said, you know, uh, joy, others, and you, and and somebody else told me this morning, it's Jesus um, above, what was it? Where's Kim? Over you, thank you, you know, Jesus over you. I'm like, yeah, we have all these little hallmark sayings, but joy. Joy is a very serious matter, and I'm a very serious person, all right? You know, so let's get talking about joy. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle us the fire of your love, and you shall renew the face of the earth, amen. Philippians chapter 2, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also everyone for those of others. Have among yourselves the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus. It's an attitude. Let's think about that. What's your attitude? 
you know, I was talking to, to Michelle and, you know, she entrusted me with the sacristy key. I'm like, I'm golden right now, right? You know, and she's like threatening me, don't lose it. I'm like, geez, she said, I have nine kids. And she said that and I'm thinking, I have 32. I have 32. And one of the things that we talk about so often in the seminary in formation is your attitude has to be Jesus Christ. Our attitude has to be Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So, you know, we have um, two administrative assistants. We have two administrative assistants, one in the rector's office and one in the vocation office. They work together. Um, Tracy was, was hired this, this past uh, January. And um, she comes into my office and uh, she said, I have something to tell you. And I said, is it what I think it is? She said, how do you know? I said, you're pregnant, aren't you? And she said, yeah, I used to work for a pharmacy. And my boss taught us to look, look at the eyes because there's a glow, you know. So if I'm looking at your eyes, right? You know, so we had a visitation moment. You would think that I'm giving birth to this child. <laughs> I already know it's a girl. I named her Magdalena right? I check all the time. How's Magdalena today? How big is she? We've gone from a sesame seed. This week, I believe we're an avocado. All right. You know, we went through the lemon and the lime stage. We did morning sickness and we have been enjoying eating. We enjoy eating. All right. I, this, this is big one so well. But honestly, I walked into the office one day, and I, you know, I, I came back uh, from, from an appointment. And the one thing you don't want to do is give me caffeine. And um, I, you know, I came back to the office. I said, hey, guess what I just had? I had a cappuccino. Can you tell? It, you know, and they're talking, and they're, they're kind of chuckling. And, you know, Tracy and Sue, the other administrative assistants, they're sitting there. And I say, at the top of my lungs, like I don't do anything quiet. So, how's our baby today? I just, like, I'm like, oh, well, um, okay. Let's just, we're sisters and brother, right? Let's just back up. It's, okay, Andy, he's a great guy. Like, I, I'm like, let's just start over again. How's Magdalena today? I'm like, can you believe it? What an idiot, right? Our attitude. Our attitude must be Jesus Christ. Psalm 136 this morning for the Office of Readings reminds us, I don't know if many of you have prayed the bravery, just constant, 136, for his love endures forever. For his love endures forever. The simple joy of the Lord, the simple joy that you and I celebrate as, well, I call you all, just so you know, you know, Texas A&M has the Aggies. Uh huh. Magnificat has the Maggies. Yeah. I told my guys, I don't have, I can't, I don't have a motion yet, so you have to help me out. But I told the guys at the seminary, they were coming, they were three of my guys yesterday serving, and I, they said, now where are you going this weekend? I said, well, I'm going to the airport, I'm going to spend the weekend, Magnificat conference. All these women, you know, I call them the Maggies. And they're laughing because one kid's from Texas. He said, you stole that. I said, no, I just made it my own. You know, so all you Maggies and all you Mag guy, I don't know, whatever. 
In our, <laughs> remember, where's Donna? You ask me, just so you know that. All right? So in this visitation moment that you and I live out each and every day, at least we ought to be living each and every day, we go to Mary, right? We always go to Mary, amen? amen. Because Mary takes us to Jesus. You know, if you, you came to me for, for confession the other night or last night, and, you know, if you ever come to my confessional or if you ever meet me somewhere, and, and I'm, I'm going to give you one penance and one penance only. Go to the feet of Mary. Ask her, Mary, Ma, Mother, whatever you want to call her, take me to Jesus, and then surrender to Jesus, and then help me to trust in Jesus. Take me to Jesus, surrender everything to Jesus, and trust in Jesus. That's where we can find our true joy. That's what Mary and Elizabeth were celebrating. You know, I uh, had, if you saw earlier in the week, I had a sling on. I had rotator cuff surgery. Yeah, thanks for your prayers. I appreciate it. Pray for somebody else. God has blessed me. I don't know why. I don't deserve any of it. But so far, so good. We're doing well. But going into surgery, I hadn't been, I hadn't been in the hospital since I had, my, well, I had my hands operated on 11th grade, right? So I go in. My brother and my sister-in-law are there. And I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying for everybody in the morning on the way there. I'm praying my beads, right? Uh, I, I got everything going, right? I get to the hospital. I'm like, hi. Father Tom Sparacino, I'm here for rotator cuff surgery, right? And the nurse is like, okay, Father, <laughs> you know. And I, I said, okay, I just want to let you know I'm here. So we sit down. They take all the vitals, right, you know. And then finally they call, Tom Sparacino, yeah, right here. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. We go back. They, they check me in. They give me a gown to put on. And I say, I'll have two, thank you, right? Um, well, you know, we're eating for two, right? You know, so, so I, I put the gown on, right? And I lay on, I, I get up, they, they find a gurney. Well, first they didn't have my name on a gurney, right? That's a bad sign. And uh, they found my name on the gurney. I get on the gurney and I'm, you know, covered up and all snug as a bug, right? And then nurse comes over and she's about my age. And she comes in and her name is um, Lorita. Lorita comes over. I said, so you're, are you going to be my nurse? She said, well, I'm going to get you ready for surgery. I said, won't I see you again? <laughs> you know, so we're talking. Now, from here, you know, we're, we, <laughs> from downtown to the hospital where I went is about 10 miles. So she came at me with a needle, which I don't do needles well. I've learned, though. But she came at me. She put the needle in for the IV. And I'm like, geez, that hurt. I said, why don't you run downtown and take a running start back to the hospital next time? She said, how about you quit being a big baby and just settle yourself down? I said, well, okay then. So, I, you know, she's settling in. You know, the doctor comes. She, honestly, she signs my shoulder. Doc, why are you shining my... I want to get the right one. You graduated medical school. So the whole time, I'm like, it's the right. It's the right. It's the right. 
so they, Nineta comes. She's a nurse. She wheels me down the hall, right? And um, we're, we're going down the hall. I'm like, Nineta, great day, isn't it? She's like, I'm just getting you the OR, Father. That's all my job is. I'm like, okay, we get to the OR. There's a flurry of activity. And I'm like, oh, dear Jesus, dear Jesus, Mother Mary, Mother Mary, Mother Mary, Mother Mary. And these ladies, like, they're going on, and I'm looking at the little thing they're going to lay me on. And I said to the, there was a, a, a student nurse, and she said, um, I said, can I ask a question? Like, yeah, sure. I said, how are you going to get me from here to there? Because that doesn't look big enough. Oh, we'll get you. And all of a sudden, I was there, right? <laughs> so the, 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 nurse, the, the doctor, anesthetist lady, what do you call it? The anesthetist comes in. Thank you. And um, she said, I'm Dr. Sue. I said, Dr. Sue, you're my favorite person in the whole wide world. She said, you, Father, you don't even know me. I said, no, but you're going to put me to sleep and hopefully wake me back up. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going there, and I'm just praying. I'm just figuring, you know, I'm praying my rosary that God gave me on my fingers. And um, I'm just kind of praying like nobody's business. I noticed all the racket. There was racket in this OR. Noisy. It's nothing like you see on TV. <laughs> so you know what I did? Excuse me, I'm trying to pray. <laughs> Honestly, right hand to God. And Dr. Sue, who looks at me, she said, Father, did you want to pray? I said, I would kindly like that. She called all the nurses over. Yeah, we prayed. I would, you know, I'm praying and I'm like going full charismatic, right? <laughs> I'm praying for the people in the ICU ward. I'm praying the parking lot because I think I'm going to put it everything off. I get all done through Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I hear a little nurse, amen. I said, okay, now carry on. Before I knew it, I was waking up in the recovery room. <laughs> Sisters, brothers, our life is a journey, isn't it? Yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. May not, may not be as adventuresome as what I experienced just in a little shoulder, but you all have your own journey that you're on. You have your own adventure. Good friend of mine, Mary, she, um, you know, we've, we've known each other for 30 years, and I'm like, hey, Mary, you know, come on, we're going to, you know, we have to pack up one of my transfers. We go to the store and buy those big tote things, and uh, she's little. And so I'm always like, hey, Mayor, get inside the tote. <laughs> I'm not getting inside the tote. It took 15 minutes, but she got inside the tote. I put the lid on. She said, life with you is an adventure. We are all on an adventure because we are all children of God. Amen? Yeah. And we are on a journey with Jesus. Amen? And while you're in the glory land of Pittsburgh, amen, amen. we are heading to the glory land of heaven, aren't we? Amen. We need to follow our joy to heaven. You see, we get so worked up. We get so busy with everything else uh, about our, our lives, uh, 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 about how we're going to get there. Father Bao you know, said about how you know, he went from Rome, flew over Pittsburgh, Landed in Los Angeles, got on another plane, and flew back to Pittsburgh. 
But that's our lives. We go back and forth and in and out and up and down and everywhere. Our lives are this pilgrimage, this adventure. Think about our lives being led by the great I am, like Moses and the Israelites in the desert. They, got, they saw some shiny objects too, didn't they? They got a little whiny though, didn't they? They needed a Reese cup, didn't they? <laughs> Think about the, our lives being on a pilgrimage and being enlightened by God as he led Elisha to follow Elijah. Elisha wanted to take care of things, didn't he? Yes, he did. Amen, sister. Yes, he did. But then the Lord's like, fine, stay there. Nope, okay, we're done. Out the door we go. Think about our lives being a pilgrimage directed by God to trust, to learn to trust, like Jonah. Learn to trust. Hopefully we won't be in a whale. Right? Think about our lives, a pilgrimage like David. A lot of destruction of David. But there was a lot of singing and dancing into the Lord and those beautiful psalms that we, we sing along the way of our journey. Think about our lives, a pilgrimage of faith, hope and love, lived in joy. Like Jesus, Mary, and I'm going to throw Joseph in there too. I think it was like Kimberly that did that yesterday. Because we're a family. We're a family. And families that live together and love together are families who are joy-filled together. And let's, t- let's face it, that love is not pretty, is it, ladies? That love is not pretty sometimes. But that's okay because God's got us. Why? Because we have said yes. And we need to live our yes. And when we say yes and surrender and trust and ask our, our Mama Mary to take us to Jesus... And wow, we have nothing to worry about. Mary and her, how can this be? Wasn't that a, 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 you know, the angel saying, do not be afraid. Imagine how excited. She's been waiting all of her life for the Messiah. And she's got that Messiah growing inside of her. In fact, that Messiah made her who she is. Imagine her running as we talked about, I think Bishop and I think Kimberly yesterday talked about her going to Elizabeth. That's a pilgrimage. Think about her and Joseph going and settling down in Nazareth. And then when it was time being called to Bethlehem, that's a pilgrimage. And going from Bethlehem to the, to the, to the temple, that's a pilgrimage. All along Christ's journey, Mary is with him. And I use the word is, not was. Because she's with him. And she continues to help him. She's never left the foot of the cross. She knew the rest of the story. You see, our lives of joy isn't without without pain. Isn't, aren't, you know. Uh, Our lives in joy. Okay. I was was reading my note. Here, have an almond joy. (laughs) That's okay. I know it comes out of your mouth. I know. 
It, I'm Italian. It comes out. It just, it comes out, then we think. All right? You know, you know, sisters and brothers, we get scared along our pilgrimage, don't we? Along our adventure. You know, then I don't think I've ever told anybody this, so you're the first. Oh, this is, hey, nobody asked me if I could be recorded. Where's Mary Wilson? <laughs> I don't want to be recorded. Anyhow. Oh, she left. So about a month before I was ordained a deacon, all right? So my, at, at St. Vincent Seminary in, in La Trobe, not far from here, where I went to school, we always had a big Thanksgiving meal. And I like to cook, so I was, I was head of the dinner uh, for a couple of years. And we had turkeys, we had everything going. We had pasta, because that's what we have, right? Um, and uh, my cousin had, had come to visit, and, um, Dave and I, David and I were, were talking, and I said, hey, David, I, I have something to tell you. Um, he said, yeah, what? He said... I don't think I can be ordained. He said, wait, you're telling me now? You're going to be ordained a deacon in about a month. You're telling me now? He said, yeah, I can't be ordained. I think I'm in love. And he's like, with who? I said, I don't know. <laughs> we had this whole conversation. We had this whole conversation that, uh, you know, I, 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 I think I'm in love. I, I don't think I could do this. I, can, I don't think. And what he helped me to see is it was just my nerves getting the best of me. I was forgetting about the joy of about to serve the Lord, to proclaim his word. Of celebrating the beautiful sacraments that God has given us as gift. You know, in the scripture, joy is mentioned 430 times. I Googled that. <laughs> if Google is right. <laughs> um, and it's, it, you know, it, joy, rejoice, um, uh, joyful. But 430 times, the Lord inspired the writers to talk about joy. Joy and being wonderfully and uniquely made. Joy in being a child of his. Joy in knowing that he has and never will abandon us. Joy in understanding that he has always kept his end of the relationship of love. Joy in the fact that we, you and I, are created to love because he first loved us. Joy in the best of times. Joy in the worst of times. Joy at the foot of the cross. Joy working through the pain in our life's adventure. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. For the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and has taken his seat at the right of the throne of God. To walk in joy, to follow the joy, we must recognize our pathway as children of God is paved by the grace of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that is life, the Spirit that gives us the ability to love no matter the cost. This is the foundation of what it is to live joy, to be joy.
working through, walking through, living through. I, uh, one of the physical therapists, um, there's a whole army, and I have nicknames from them because they're mean, in my opinion. And, uh, but one of them is uh, Paul the Pusher because he pushes you to your limit. And uh, Paul's a talker. And, uh, the, you know, we're, where I'm going the first time, second time, Paul's taking my arm. He said, Father, we're going to take your arm and we're going to bring it all the way up to 90. We're going to go past 90 degrees. And I said, Paul, why do we want to do that? <laughs> because that's going to hurt. And he said, well, Father, we need to work through that. That's what we're going to work. We're going to work through your, 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 your muscles are, 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 are stuck. We want to get them moving because motion is lotion, right? I mean, yeah, I'll motion you with lotion. Yeah. So as Paul is, is pulling my arm this way and that way, right? Paul's telling me about the parish he belongs to. Do you ever get down to, to um, he's on the north side. What's the parish on the north? We changed them all around up here. I think it's St. Peter's. And uh, he's, he says, do you ever get down there? And, and he's pulling. I'm like, oh, yeah, Paul, I do. And uh, he said, yeah, do you go? I said, yeah, I hear confessions, Paul. And I said, you know what, Paul? I said, you better hope that you open that door. I'm never in the confessional for you. Because, I mean, it hurt. So he gave me a break. He iced it down, all that kind of stuff. He comes back for round two. And honestly, I'm moving my arm. I'm like, this is great. This is fantastic. Motion is lotion. Walking through our adventure in joy is a lot better than walking the joy that we experience with Mother Mary and Elizabeth is much better than walking through life looking down. You had a rector, God rest his soul, Joe Kleppner. You know, we rectors, there's a special place in heaven, I hope, maybe, right? Yeah, at least purgatory. At least, least we got a year or something off of purgatory. It's a wonder I got ordained because Father Joe and I, we um, didn't see eye to eye. And um, I would be, you know, one Sunday morning, I'm playing my music, you know, and, and uh, it's praise and worship music. And he comes to the door. This was this later in the morning after we had mass and, and, and brunch. Knocks on the door. I open the door. Hey, Father. And the music's blaring. And you weren't allowed to have music. You had to have earphones and blah, 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 blah. And he, he, he's like, uh, Tom, turn it down. And I'm like, Father, it's Sunday. It's a praise day, not today. And I shut the door. <laughs> hey, it's all good. I got ordained, right? <laughs> but one of the things that Father Joe, he threw me a 30th birthday party. The theme, Barney. Because now Bishop Ed Burns, who, who lived at the seminary at the time, who's a, I guess he's a neighbor, kind of a neighbor in Texas. Um, he, he would, like, taunt us to raz the rector. And so he'd come in and he'd say, hey, Tom. Uh, and I, I knew then Father Ed from the next town over where I'm from. And uh, he says, um, I want you to give... Father Joe, a big old hug when he walks through the door. He hated the hug. And I'm an obedient person. So I hugged him. Right? 
Father Joe said to me one time, listen, not everything about life is like a cush ball that's warm and fuzzy. And I said, Father, in all due respect, not everything about life is cold and heartless either. I know. We had many formation conversations. But I was explaining to him, I, I, I know. I was explaining to him, Father, listen, when I was nine years old, my mom and dad came home from a doctor's appointment with my then 14-year-old sister. There's four of us. There's Chris, who's the oldest, Marianne, who's second, Francis, and then the favorite child came. <laughs> they came home from the doctor. She went with a cold. She came home with leukemia. And uh, pretty much eight months to the day, she died. In fact, November 4th is her, her anniversary. So for me, I measure everything up against that. Because for me, what I watched in the witness of my mom and dad, my mom and dad, we, I can tell you everything about. My sister had pink on. I, you know, we got new suits. We were sitting on the couch when everybody came over and all the food came. We didn't, wasn't sure why all the food was there, but okay, we're going to eat. That's what we're doing. You know, um, everything about it. We get to De Carbo's, the, the funeral home. I could tell you who was there as a nine-year-old little boy seeing his sister in, in a casket. And the next day, mom and dad sent us all back to school. My mom and dad went back to work. One of my brother's friends, from what I understand, said to him, didn't you love your sister? You came to school. One of my mom's co-workers said, didn't you love your daughter? She said, why? Well, you came back to work. And my mom said, well, but I have three boys. And I need to show them that while death happens, Life is gain. And Jesus Christ, dear sisters, is life. And so while, yeah, there's sadness and there's sorrow and there's atrocities happening all over the world, there's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy when we, we hook our trailer to that of Jesus. There's joy when we hang on to the apron strings of of Mary, of our Ma. Philippians 4, 4 to 7 says, of joy, rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should know, be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, my prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. Think about everything that we have heard. Think about Mary. 
do whatever he tells you. Thinking about, think about Elizabeth in, in her womb and John the Baptist rejoicing and leaping just at Mary's presence. Think about us just receiving Jesus here at the altar. Think about all the many blessings. It's easy to get blurred by, by life, isn't it? It's easy to get blurred by the hardship. And yeah, there, there are hardships. Again, I don't want to um, just you know, brush them aside. But they're not so bad when we stay at the foot of the cross. Because with him, we can endure all things. And in him, we can endure. Through her help, we can endure all things. You know, joy isn't just a feeling. You know, we don't choose to feel something, right? You get cut. You know, I didn't choose to have a pain in my shoulder, right? From what my doctor says, it just comes with age, right? You know, I don't choose to have Paul go up and down with my arm. I don't choose to have that pain. And I don't know if we even choose joy as much as joy. Jesus Christ chooses us. He's chosen you to be here this weekend, to hear some magnificent speakers and Father Dave Pavanka and, and the Hans and, and Janice. Is Janice? I don't know which, I don't know if she's over here. This might be with the daughter. Um, and Janice. And then you got stuck with me this morning, right? Why? Because the Lord anoints each and every moment of our lives. You know, I was thinking about it last night after, after the talk. I was sitting in the chapel praying the rosary. And I was thinking, yeah, okay. Okay, Janice. I get my swagger on. You know, I'm like, okay, what? You know, because that timeline is our pilgrimage. Think about the timeline of our life as our pilgrimage. I'm thinking, okay, what's my anointing? What's my anointing? All right. I'll go with joy because they asked me to talk about joy. So how do you explain your anointing? You can only do it by living. You can only do it by living. I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to be the priest up here that tells you, hey, you know, you know, you're a follower of Christ. How about letting your face know it, huh? You know, <laughs> let your face know it. You know, I do. There are, there's a part of me that wants to put a video, like a camera, somewhere in the sanctuary facing out, right? To record everything that's going on in the congregation, you know? In the seminary, everybody's asleep there. So, uh, but there's a lot of stuff happening in the congregation, right? And guess what? There's a lot of stuff happening in our life. And Jesus Christ sees it because he's alive and he's effective. And he is our Lord and Savior. And he's the cause of our joy. Amen? Amen. It's the cause of our joy. And she's the cause of our hope in him. And to love in him. We can't do this alone. There's one thing I learned the last few weeks. You know, and I knew this and for my occupational therapy days. Taking care of kids with uh, muscular dystrophy. You know, and you know, being caregiver, a caregiver for my mom. You know, you can't take care of yourself alone. You need help. For the last six or eight weeks, I've needed help. 
Just three weeks ago, I could tie my shoes. Today, I put my belt on all by myself. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to do it before, right? About three weeks ago, getting ready for this, this you know, life-changing event, I had shoulder surgery. You would think it was like open heart, right? <laughs> but this life-changing event, you have to think you know, about everything because school's starting. You know, who's, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to my brother and sister-in-law's. I, I got to get a short haircut. You know, I got to trim everything up, just make sure. Well, about three or four weeks after surgery, my feet were hurting. My feet were hurting. And I said, that's kind of odd. My feet are hurting. Um, I was talking to my secretary, my administrative assistant. And I said, Sue, I, my, my toes, the ends of my toes are hurting. And she said, well, I don't think you can trim your toenails, can you? And I went, oh, yeah, I guess not, huh? So when I'm talking, I'm like, I am not asking anybody to touch my feet. <laughs> So I said to her, and, you know, this is going to go, okay. I said to her, Sue, you know that place you go before you go on vacation? And she said, you mean when I go for my pedicure? I said, yeah, um, do they take care of men's feet? Like, how does this work? I didn't know they do, all right? I don't do this every day, right? So I said, Sue, I, I don't know. I think I'm a, I'm, I might want to go. I don't know. Father, I'll call right now, make an appointment. I'll take you over. They took me in just like that. She introduced me to Angie. Angie's a, a gal about my, my age. Her and her husband and, and the brother-in-law and sister-in-law own this, this salon. Who knew, right? <laughs> um, I go to a barbershop. I didn't know. Um, so she's like, Father, come on over. And I'm like, oh, gee, shut up. Just let me go. <laughs> She, she's like, she's like, I, I'm just walking through, you know, and this older woman's already in her foot stand thing, you know, she's a father, just sit down. She turns a little massage chair on. I'm like, this is nice. She puts my feet in a little bath. She throws this blue stuff in because apparently my feet are dirty. Right. And she continues to give me a pedicure. All right? Don't think ill of me, brothers. <laughs> but I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, oh. This, I mean, I have my arm up, right? You know, I'm sitting there, you know. And a, this older woman, a couple chairs over, she said, Father, it's the best day of the month. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. And, I, and, and I'm ticklish, so I'm laughing. You know, poor Angie, she's like working hard on these hammock feet, right? And she's just going at it. But as she's going at it, I went in nervous. I got quiet and I started to pray. I started to pray for Angie. I was praying for her hands. And I looked at her at one point and honestly, it was Christ. It was Christ washing my feet. And now I'm crying with my feet in whatever that acid is. The lady next door is watching, you know. Everybody in the salon knows the priest is in the bath, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And I'm like, 
This is so beautiful. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> the kicker was this. She said, do you want exfoliated? I said, by all means. I said, as a woman, I think her name was Mal, I'll call her Madge over there, you know, as she's, as she's choosing her color. And I said, I'll take the exfoliation, but hold the color. My dear family, I'm... Everybody get these guys a certificate. <laughs> you won't go back. We can't do this alone. How we follow the joy is knowing that we don't do this life alone. We belong to Jesus, as I said. To live in joy is being focused on him who strengthens us. To live in joy is walking with purpose and overcoming any fear and pain when we give it all to him. Living in joy is embracing him. Living in joy is holding on to Mary's apron strings, as I said, because she has never once let him go. Living in joy is not praying for more joy but embracing the joy that we already have because, sisters, brothers, you have joy. You just got to let it out. It's like that anointing that, that Janice, their name's Janice, right? <laughs> uh, you just got to let it out. That holy anointing that she was talking about, you find that anointing, you own it, and you walk with it because that anointing is from Jesus Christ. And live and have your being. Pope Francis, Pope Francis, he, he said, and Father Dave said the other night, that joy is the, the breath, right? The grace of the Holy Spirit. It's the, the breath. The joy is the Christian's breath. The joy generates hope and peace. That joy endures. That joy endures. Luke 24, 41 while they were still incredulous for joy and were amazed. We were talking about this at dinner the other night. I asked, sister, sister, what's incredulous mean? And she said, well, disbelieving. I'm like, okay, good, I'm right. So, um, so <laughs> incredulous, <laughs> believing, disbelieving. They were both disbelieving and they were amazed. I dare say we, maybe we, not them out there. Let's talk about us here. Because of what happens out there, we become disbelieving. We become disbelieving. And we stop being amazed. Do you know that our Messiah and Lord, Wonder Crouncer, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, was on this altar through the hands of the successor to the apostles. The Messiah was here. 
Did we just receive him and then run to get more coffee? Right? We don't need caffeine. You just need him who is the river of life. We just need him who is the uh, river of mercy. We just need him who she says to run to and to listen to. We need to be joyful messengers. We need to be, remember that Jesus loves us. We need to live the good news with joy, the good news, the passion, death, and resurrection. The good news that along our pilgrim adventure, if you will, God never forgets us because he endures. Amen? He'll stand there and he'll tap his foot waiting on us. And believe me, I keep him waiting a lot. But he's always there. God is never late. He's never late. He's always right on time. That's how we follow joy. To remember the crib, the cross, the crown, and beyond. To remember that we belong to the kingdom. And Jesus Christ is our ruler. To remember to hold on tight to our ma. And count it all pure joy. Just want to close. With five things to do, if you will. Or five habits. And I'm going to close with scripture. They're real simple. Live to listen to him. Be obedient. He just says, follow the commands. And we can be filled with joy. We read the commands and then want to make them our own. We need to listen to him. John 15 says, abide in him. Proverbs 10 says, the hope of the just brings joy. Listen to him. Second one is live to praise. Praise him. Praise him. You know, we're, we're on retreat with the seminarians and we're up on this mountain in, in the southern part of Pennsylvania in this, in this chapel. And I didn't know anybody was in the chapel. And I was sitting outside the chapel just looking at the sunrise coming up. And I, at the top of my lungs, praise God from whom all blessings flow. All the seminarians inside were laughing, <laughs> carrying on. I'm like, well, but that's what we're supposed to be doing. Live to praise him in season and out. Live content where you are. Live and be content where you are. Philippians, I know indeed how to live in a humble circumstance. I know also how to live with abundance in every circumstance. And in all things, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and being in need. I have the strength for everything through him who empowers, empowers me. Live content where you are. Don't worry about what she's doing. Don't worry about what he's doing. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Just live content where the Lord has you. And be filled with the glory that he has for you.
The fourth one, live in focus. Focus. Keep our eyes focused on him, Hebrews 12 reminds us. Keep focused on him. Keep your eye on him and he'll get you through the storms. Keep your eye on him and you'll be able to walk on water. What happened to Peter when he took his eye off off Jesus? He sunk. Keep your eye on Jesus and you'll walk through this world into everlasting life. And the fifth one, live to serve. Corinthians 9. Whoever, so uh, Corinthians 9 uh, verse 6. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, sorry. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each must do as already determined without sadness or compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. What did we say at the end of the Mass? Go in peace glorifying the Lord by your life, not go in peace and put your sad faces on. Go in peace because you've just received the Messiah. Go in peace because Mary takes you to Jesus. Go in peace because if you, she tells us to surrender. She shows us to surrender everything to him. And we have nothing to worry about but to trust him. Listen, praise, content, focus, and serve him. Philippians chapter 2. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every other every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. (laughs) Live, my sisters, in the grace of the Holy Spirit. Move. Get your swagger on in the grace of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because motion is lotion. (laughs) My sisters... In Jesus Christ, ask Mary to take you to Jesus, surrender it all to Jesus, and to trust it all to Jesus. In that way, make it a great day every day. Be filled with confidence that God will never let you alone. And know that you are loved now and forever and ever. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.